Savage. What's going on, Savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with me, Jeff Leach, your friend, your lover, your mother, your brother, your sister, your teacher, your diligent student, and of course, the guy who comes around sometimes and just trims your hedges because I like topiary. How are you doing, guys? Good, I hope. It's been a very busy week. I've been getting fit again. I've been working out. I went for uh, big gym sessions this week, and then I went on a hike. And then I couldn't walk for two days. So that's how my life is. It's called being 35, old as fuck. Balls are almost touching my kneecaps these days. That's where I'm at. I've got a wonderful guest, but before I do that, I'd like to say thank you very much, of course, to you guys, the listeners, the viewers, whether you're watching on YouTube, the live video format, or whether you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, all of that good stuff. Uh, you've been giving us a lot of support, and I appreciate that. Do me a favor, please. Hello. I'm speaking to you now. You. Yes, you. You're sitting there in your car, or at work, or studying, or at your mum and dad's house listening through your headphones and I'm saying to you that um, if you really like this podcast do me a favour there's different ways to support it either you can head to patreon.com slash savage snowflake and donate a little bit a month uh, it can be as little as one dollar a month what, when was the last time look you'll give a homeless guy five bucks and I'm I, I know I've got a home but I'm kind of like a homeless guy. I look like a homeless guy. So why not give me five bucks? Alternatively, just do me a favor and review it. Go to iTunes, go to Spotify, hit that five stars. Let people know if you're enjoying it. Share it with your friends. That costs you absolutely nothing. Tell all your family, your friends, tell your enemies. Bring them along. I'm sure I can turn them around. Also, thank you very much to our sponsors. We've got Boundless Tech over here, the finest purveyors of vaping technology. If you do like to smoke a little flour, a little oil, a little resin like I do, then check out all of their products. The ones that I use most are the Terra and the CF710. You get all those different heats so you can get the best cannabinoids. You can get all those different flavors, all those terpenes that you can't normally get out when you just burn it up in a carcinogenic format. Check them out. If you use code SAVAGE over at bndlstech.com, that's bndlstech.com, use code SAVAGE, you'll get 25% off all of their amazing products. <gasps> I'm going to get you high for cheap. You're welcome. And also, thank you very much to manscaped.com, the finest purveyors of downstairs trimware. That's right. If you're a suit gentleman like me, well, not right now. I just trimmed it. Can you confirm, guest? Look at that. It's all nicely trimmed down, right? The balls, smooth as fuck, like a couple of pool balls in a, in a chamois leather, gently caressed, moisturized. If you want to have that same feeling, maybe you want to give that to your loved one, your partner, your boyfriend or girlfriend then do yourself a favor, get your trimmers, get your lawnmower 2.0 from manscaped.com. Use code SAVAGE for 20% off all of their products. You'll also get a free level travel bag that is very nice, and you'll also get yourself free shipping on every order. Uh, I really can't recommend it enough. No nick technology, skin safe. It's never going to nick your balls. I've been shaving, getting stuck in there. I did the arsehole today because sometimes you need a puckered bum hole. It just made me feel good about myself. But it's 20% uh, it's off. Go and use the code SAVAGE at manscaped.com. All right, my guest today... He's a gorgeous comedian, writer, and actress, Andrea Carlyle. How are Hello. you? Hello. Also with, I should mention, one of the things that I like most about you is that your dad looks like an Asian Elvis. Yeah, he does. And do Christopher just, Walken. Do I just... Yeah. Fuse. Yeah, you just talk to me. Okay. Don't stare at yourself. This is not Gold's Gym. You don't need to make an Instagram video. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people normally look at themselves a little bit because they can see themselves on the monitor. Oh, yeah. And then after about five minutes, they go, oh, yes, that's irritating and weird. It is, yeah. I should just okay. look at the guy that I'm talking to. Yes. Hello. There you go. Eye contact. It, it helps with eye contact, which people don't do in Los Angeles. I know. Why? Because they're so desperate just, to see someone more important to talk to. Or they just don't give a fuck. They're just, yeah, yeah or they feel uncomfortable, which um, I've always been a big fan of eye contact. Yeah? Yeah. In general, I just think it shows respect for the other person. Yeah. So if you're not looking at someone, it's because you're going, I don't care for you very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where is the weirdest place you've ever employed that where you've just gone, no, I'm just, nah. 
Um, usually if it's a, if I'm in a bad mood, if someone like pisses me off and then other people are trying to talk to me, I mm. like, I just won't look at them. Cause I'm just like, that's, that should be a sign. Like, I don't want to talk to you right now. Oh, I was thinking more like during sex, for instance, if oh. you just started looking over the guy's shoulder, that would be off putting or, you know, potentially or at a funeral. Like, I actually have a, uh, I'm really sorry to hear about your lot. Yeah. Cool. All right, auntie. Susan, get the fuck out of my way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, during sex, I just close my eyes and act like I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. I'm just enjoying it so much. I have to close my eyes. See, I'm, I'm with you, but I can't, I just can't see through the tears. Wait. Oh, <laughs> but men are visual. You have to look, but you, you can look to down. Enjoy, to enjoy yeah. sex? Yeah. You could like look down or, right? Men are visual. Like I'm trying to wear that out. I mean, cause I, yes, I am very much, I'm a voyeur. So I'm a, maybe the wrong person to ask. So for me, uh, I'm very stimulated by viewing like yeah. so like a girl sending me videos i love that mm. shit because i like the idea and when they're talking to me and they're looking into the camera they're going you know i'm thinking about you jeff and they're playing with their pussy that for me is like how <sighs> many of those do you get a day <laughs> uh not not a day i don't get them a oh, day <laughs> and i and i and actually i only get them from you know one person i want to get them from right now oh. but i also do like I like voyeurism, I think. Yeah. So, so yes, when I'm having sex, but I'm not like looking at myself. I'm not giving it the old, you know, the old uh, American psycho like yeah. that when I'm fucking behind a girl. But I do like to stare into a, a butthole or see a, a, a vagina gripping, a, a nice gripping my dick. Trimmed butthole. Trimmed, yeah. Or, or, bra- or braided. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I just want to know she spent a little time and effort. That's all. Oh, my braided. Yeah, I like least, little Jamaican beads. Show, so. <laughs> what, what would you do if you, you know, if a guy disrobed and he'd like put a couple of little Jamaican braids into it you know a couple of beads I'd start laughing really <laughs> yeah I mean I, I've laughed I laugh a lot during sex yeah is that weird I laugh after the guy comes <laughs> really yeah you I mean no I think just I feel like that's a complete fabrication no I think like right now just cause because uh, you're having sex with someone with a tiny penis no I just I, I don't know if I usually whoever I'm having sex with it's someone that I can joke around with so it's like, we just kind of like crack jokes afterwards. Well, you know, I, I told you that my buddy Terry that I work out with uh-huh. thinks you're very attractive. We were talking at the gym and he's super into funny chicks. Is he going to watch this? Um, yeah, he might listen to it. Yeah, he does listen to the episodes. Well, tell him I want to suck. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I forgot what he looks like already. <laughs> I mean, very handsome and very muscular. You know exactly what he looks like. Um, I, I don't know. I, just, I feel like, there's, I feel like there's, there's certain people in the world who love... Uh, partners with um, with senses of humor, and I don't mean just like the normal sense of humor. Sorry, I'm trying to change audio settings That's while I do. Okay. Um, I don't think that no, I'm not talking like the normal sense of humor. I'm talking there's some people who are very attracted to funny people, comedians, yeah. you know, orators that 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 hold crowds, and I'm I don't think I'm one of them. Well, because you do comedy. Yeah, but I admire when a woman is funny. I admire it and I find it, um, I want to be their friend, but it yeah. doesn't make doesn't make my dick hard. It's not something that makes me go, oh, yeah. It probably does if it's effortlessly funny. You know, she's just like naturally. But if it's like a girl that's like, hey, I'm a comedian here, so I mean, I'm going to make you laugh. If that's how a girl talks on stage <laughs> as a comic, if anyone talks like that on stage as a comic, I would be very, very disappointed in this set, I think. No, it's more a case of like... It's more a case of, I guess, uh, being attracted to something you can't do, maybe. So, for instance, a girl I'm dating is a singer. And I'm okay at singing. I'm not tuneless. I carry a note. I can hold a tune or carry a tune, hold a note, whatever the way around is correct, grammatically correct. But I'm not, uh, but I'm never going to be anywhere near as talented as her at this thing. Yeah. And that, to me, is a huge turn on. I love celebrating other people's 
um, other people's uh, skills, specialist skills that I'm not as good at. Does that make do sense? you do you make or hit the uh, the high note? <laughs> um, a, a C sharp. Is no, that, is that feel, a high note? I, I feel don't like know. actually I find more often than not when women are really enjoying sexual intimacy, often they make like low sounds. <laughs> it's a bit of that. Oh. <laughs> it's not really like a. Hey, uh, it's it's like a Native American. I, I oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a little. Uh, uh, it's it goes through all the ranges. Interesting. But if you're making a girl go, huh, huh, that sounds fake. It, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it does sound fake. It does because I mean, probably like ninety nine percent of the time, it is fake if a girl's like sounding like that. Yeah. Because porn does it. It makes you. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'm so good. Like yeah, me and give my me pink pussy. Ju- yeah, <laughs> my pussy. Not real. But when a woman goes, <laughs> that's when you know you hit the good spot. That's true. You're giving that good dick right yeah. there. When she's like, when a woman becomes a man during sex, <laughs> that's when you know you've hit the. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't, because, you know, I'm in it, so I don't pay attention to what I'm sounding like. But I'm going to kind of, like, be aware of that now if my voice does get lower. However, everyone knows what their, everyone knows what their orgasm sounds is like. Everyone knows. Um, What if you never orgasmed? Have you never? Not from sex. I know. You've never had an orgasm from sex? Yeah. I But everyone's wired differently, and some people are... They can only like orgasm like with their clit, and so I feel like it's just with for me, yeah. stimulation. But for me, it's also I think it's a mental, and I I do have some blockages. For pretty much ninety nine point nine 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 percent of women, it's mental. Yeah, like, stim- stimulating a woman sexually has to be in the mind as well as the body. My sister said, "You'll come once you're in love with the guy." I mean, your sister's wrong. But, <laughs> I mean, that's simply. Get it, but, you're wrong. Well, no, here's, here's what I, here's what I'm suggesting by that is that, like, for instance, you being in love with someone can make sex infinitely more um, beautiful and yeah. intimate, and it can have blah, a different. Blah, blah, yeah. No, but it, no, no, but it <laughs> no. does because once you're there's a, there's a difference. You know, you have like um, you you're more involved in the experience of it. It's less about the physical enjoyment. It's more about God. I'm just so I'm so happy to be close with this person. And that can exaggerate and enhance the sexual experience. But if you have never been able to come prior to that, then you've probably never had sex with a man who gave a fuck about stimulating your mind, making you feel comfortable. Like you might be someone who just has to know someone for a period of time to feel really comfortable with them to drop down your thing. But also, I'll be really honest with you, if we were ever sexually involved, I would have said to you, what feels great? Like I want to make I want to make you feel good. I want to know what makes you feel good. Yeah. And during sex, if you went, oh, I would say like, how does that? F-? I would I would ask you like, there's no shame in asking. I'd be like, does that feel good? And you'd be like, yeah, but maybe a little bit more clit stimulation. I'd be okay, cool, yeah. So then you know, and and how many guys are not fucking you whilst also stimulating your clit at the same time? Why is that not happening? I mean, it has, but clearly not for any length of time to bring you to an orgasm. Yeah, but I, I do think a big part of it is just me. It's just me in my head. I do think that's a huge part of it okay. too. Yeah. Can I also ask the question? And please don't be offended by it. But because you, I'm not going to reduce you down to your aesthetic, you know, being. Uh-huh. You're a comedian. You're an actress. You're a writer. But what you also are is a, a, an, an aesthetically attractive woman. You used to model. You used to do some modeling. Because you're that kind of picture 
does that mean the kind of guys that you end up attracting or who are uh, going to come up to you are the kind of guys who are little wrapped up in their own physical form? So then they don't really care about getting you off. No, I've had both. I've had all kinds of guys. Some fun. I'm a slut. <laughs> You've had some fuggos, have you? You've had yeah. Some- <laughs> Every guy is different. Every guy is different. Doesn't matter how attractive they are. But honestly, if like, I don't want to like. I don't think this goes against everybody, but I feel like sometimes the more attractive the guy is, the less turned on I am because I know that they're not going to want to please me like the way I want to be pleased because that is a thing. When I talk to other girls who aren't as attractive, but they're dating someone who's really attractive, like supermodel, it's like the sex is not that great. Yeah, because they're wrapped up in themselves. That's what I'm saying. Or they have a small dick because God can't give you everything. And if he's going to give you a perfect face and a perfect body, your dick is not perfect. (laughs) Yeah, that's why my face looks like this. Because everything else is great. Uh, The body's not. Um, Yeah, I know. I see what you're saying. A guy told me that actually when I first moved out here. He said what? He was a model too, but like not as. And he said, by the way, my dick, minuscule. (laughs) No, no. He he wasn't the like he wasn't the chiseled model. Look, he was probably like the less attractive version of the models, but like he was still a model. And he He said. He plays dad in print modeling. I think so. I don't remember. (laughs) Check shirt, lifting a child like, Hi. Yeah. These beach chairs are only $19.99. Exactly. At Target. Look at that voiceover. There you go. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, he told me that. He's like, if a guy's really attractive, he probably has a small dick because God can't give you everything. And I always... That guy sounds like he was uh, trying to back himself up. Yeah, I think he, he like, like you know... Babe, there's a reason why my penis is so small. It's because <laughs> I'm ridiculously good looking. How can you not know that kind of thing? Yeah. Whereas in reality... Maybe he just had a small dick. He didn't go down on me on my period. So that was pretty awesome. (laughs) That's not awesome. Yeah, it is. A girl is more sensitive when she's on her period. It doesn't matter. That's not I had a tampon in. Even more, like, (laughs) weird. What's his hygiene? What was his hygiene like? He was was clean. Which, as you look around to remember how clean he was. Yeah, he was clean. He was definitely clean. I mean, I didn't get anything from him. So he was like, Oh my God, you've set the bar so low. I'm sorry. You know how many guys are going to hit you up on Instagram like, Yo, guess what? I always wash my dick at least twice a day. I will definitely eat your asshole directly after a shit. And you know what? My dick is average, but so is my face. Whole package. Let's do it. Why do they why, why why do they sound like that? Douchebags, because they're douchebags. Is that what douchebags do it again? What does a douchebag sound like? You know what, babe? <laughs> you're pretty hot, but I bet you're a bitch. Oh, God. I could fuck that out of you. You know? I'm never gonna make you come because I'm never gonna stimulate your clip for any period of longevity, but I will make you feel every fucking four inches of me. Oh, bitch. That is a really You wanna get in my Subaru? Ew, that's a lesbian car. Is it? Yeah, supposedly. See, that's how little I know about cars. I didn't even know what a douchebag car is. Well, Mercedes, BMW, uh, Maserati. I feel like Maserati. I do not like people. I don't know. Like when I see a Maserati, I'm like, Ugh, I probably would never fuck you. <laughs> Did you start comedy because you were fed up of being perceived as one thing? You know what? Uh, I started. I had like a comedy duo like a long time ago, and then I uh, I didn't want to do it anymore. It, it really sucked. And then um. I kind of did stand up by alone every now and then, and then I kind of stopped. And then I fell for a guy who, out here who lived in New York, mm-hmm. but like we couldn't be together because he lives in New York. A comic? No, no, okay. no. Like a, just a random guy I met at a party and was really cool. And we vibed like instantly, right? Nice. 
Yeah, and then the sound is this a long lost love? Is this like a? I mean, I'm over it now, but it was definitely like a feeling I've never felt like instantly, you know. And it was like a weird. I've never felt that way before. I've never been in love before. So like, uh, he flew. Do you back. believe in love at first sight? Then was that what you think this was? No, because at first I was like, why is this guy staring at me? So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it was like love at first sight, but I'm guess okay. So it was after that. Yeah, but, but you fell in love. You do. I think so, but then we also didn't know each other long enough. It didn't last long enough because of the distance that I wouldn't really know right now. Like, I'd have to see him again and see if it was, like, something real, you know? But, um... What's, but he, his, what's his name? No, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, what's his name? I'm not going to say it. Why not? This Bend could be over. The, this, could be, this could be... No, but this could be the moment that you... Which, by the way, I know Bend over, that, that <laughs> porn guy. His son was a TV presenter. Like, Bend anyway. Over. Um... Why not? This could be the moment that you go, all right, I'm going to be a bit vulnerable, drop my thing. You never know. He might listen to the stuff that you're uh, because on. Because once I'm over someone, I'm over him forever. But you're clearly not. And he also already no, no. knows this about him because... He's just part of the story of how I started stand-up. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like I started because I was so like heartbroken that I like needed a, like an outlet for it, right? So I just yeah. got on stage and I started talking about it. I didn't have jokes. It just kind of... But I eventually made a joke about By it. By the way, you ste- you're not looking at me anymore. You keep I'm looking sorry. at the camera or yourself. <laughs> you're literally want, doing it. I want all it. you douchebags to DM me. You're literally doing it. This is why the douchebags are hitting on you because you're the kind of person who looks over people's shoulders when there's no one else in the room. That's, that's a new level of disrespectful that I'm here. I'm the only person in here. And you're just still like, so... Um, yeah, no, whatever. It's I'm sorry, a story I'm about sorry. Him. Okay, go on. Maybe that's why he didn't last. I didn't look at him straight in the eye. Anyway, um, but yeah, so that's how I started You were heartbroken. You went, I need an outlet. Yeah. But there's normally some kind of catalyst. Like you either have a friend in comedy or you used to go and watch a lot of comedy. Well, or... I had that comedy duo. So I made a lot of connections doing that, even though we sucked. <laughs> like you can ask like Earl Skakel and like all these comedians when you bring up the duo name everyone's like oh god it was really bad it was to she still i think is bitter a little bitter about it because she still wants to do it because she that's like her thing but i'm just like no. no like my comedy got so much better when it was just by me by myself it's interesting even this podcast i've had like moments i know the first few episodes i just did them solo so it was just me staring at his camera ranting it was a bit like um theo von's or crystal lear's podcast it was that kind of format and then um I realize I really like conversation. Yeah. As much as I know, if I'm very honest, I think a lot of the audience who listen to the podcast like hearing me just sound off about stuff. And it's a great way to work material. The amount of material that came out of that was immense. But I really love this. I love talking to people in my industry or in other entertainment forms of entertainment industry and learning about them. Yeah, of course. We, for instance, like I should give the backstory uh, to people. We know each other from The Dime predominantly, which yeah. is like a, a little bar that does a lovely show. It used to be on a Monday and Tuesday. Now it's just Tuesdays yeah. night. And um, Best a weekly place to show. bomb. Sorry? <laughs> Best place to bomb. I mean, this is the thing. I've, I've had some of the most fun shows there. Yeah. And some of the worst shows Same. there. Which I think is true of everyone who's ever performed there. Of course, and I, I saw I saw a show. It, it was a. It was you saw a, one of the worst ones or one of the best ones. One of the, I've seen both. Yeah, but like this show particularly, there was like five people in the audience. Oh yeah, and so you were kind of ranting at, at towards the end about how there's no one in here and like. What's the point? Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is more like a this is more like an intervention than a comedy yeah. show. <laughs> it's hard. I think there's there's a, one thing that I've never experienced prior to L. A. is such little disregard for performance people yeah. here just don't 
give a fuck. Because it's the land of TV and film. Like, this is everywhere. New York, like, it's not... Like, people work so hard there that they... Need re- the release. Yeah, they need the release of a comedy show or a music show. They, mm. they like, really respect it. But out here, it's like, everyone does this. You know, everyone's trying to be an actor. Everyone's trying to be a comedian. So it's just like, whatever. There's so many shows. I think it's um, I think it's an LA thing. I think it's... I think it's you know, definitely because of what you just said. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a big part of it. People who are think they should be on stage. They go, well, why would I acknowledge that person? I can yeah. probably do this better. So there's, there's a dismissive attitude. But I think that's a very American performer attitude that you don't get so much on the East Coast. Like people over there will shit talk. They'll go like, I'll go up and kill. And then afterwards, I know there's people still going, ah, well, fuck that limey prick. Good. Yeah, he's, oh, I don't even like his shit. But that's because that's insecurity. That's jealousy. But they'll shut the fuck up when I'm on stage and they'll listen. Yeah. Because they have a respect of that fourth wall and of that the performance. They're going, well, this guy's a professional who's worked almost a decade to be able to do this this good. Whereas in LA, people just have such little acknowledgement of anyone else. Um, it extends to the cars. Driving. I saw a guy on his fucking Kindle the other day. I saw a guy driving his car whilst looking at a Kindle. That's the second guy I've seen doing that. One was on a freeway on the way to Vegas. One oh my God. driving in LA. And he was, it was slow moving like cars, but it was, he was still driving. He was still operating a vehicle he and he was just so like this. Stupid. And he was like, going, oh, and like stopping and then going, uh, uh, <laughs> fucking idiot. No, yeah. And drive, people are already terrible drivers. And it's, I mean, half of the reason is because they're doing other shit while driving. Like, yeah, thinking I about got themselves. hit. Yeah. Looking over looking over other people's shoulders. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, got, I got hit twice by those kind of people. Oh, Whilst you were in your own car? Okay, all right. right, While I was in my own car texting. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Are you though? No, I don't text and drive. I really try not to. I have gotten pulled over by like texting like as I was slowing down at a light and there's a fucking like cop on a bike. Like I've I've gotten pulled over that way. But like like actively driving and no, I don't do that. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done in a vehicle? Uh, Like driving the vehicle? I guess, yeah, or, or like not giving driving. a guy head. You gave a guy head in the car, yeah. <laughs> I, that's happened to me recently. While you were driving, or while the girl was whilst driving. I was driving, and it was dope. Wait, you didn't give a guy head whilst you were driving. I was. I have. I actually have a joke about that. But um, you were driving the car. No, and you were like, no, no. You were no. like, all right, it looks good for the next thirty meters. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Just is that, is that hang how on girls, a second, red light. Is that how girls give you head? <laughs> like that. That. I heard that's how you do it. That's, what I heard. Yeah. that's the sound that they make. Voracious. <laughs> that's what it's called. Voracious, voraciously sucking the D. I know. I love how everything turns into sex. Well, with me though, that's, I'm just like that. Me and you make a lot of jokes about sex, we and do. we talk quite openly sexually anyway. I've I've always been like that though. Yeah, me because, too. Because like that's something everyone can relate to, and everyone likes talking about. Sex, sex. is one of the most human things. Yeah, everyone uh, loves. Also, it's so tied into so many other facets. I think of humanity, like love and heartbreak, and empathy oh, and understanding yeah. and insecurities. All of them are tied to the physical form of sex and what precedes it, goes after it. You know, dating, sex, children, relationship, marriage. This is all related. So I don't think um, I don't get up and do a fifteen-minute set all about sex, but there might be like a couple of gags in there about sex. That's it might be how I feel th- too. three, four minutes of sex, and then eleven minutes of whatever politics and heartbreak and blah blah blah. I blah, try blah. not to talk about sex because I feel like every female comedian talks about their vagina and the guy that they're fucking. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I really try to stay away from talking about that now. But I'll add it in a little bit because people like listening to that stuff. Mm. 
But then I don't like have a whole set about, oh, like, uh, you know, I met this guy and we fucked and this is what he sounds like when he comes. Like, no, like, I'm not going to talk about that. I feel like every female talks about that. Are there, are there um, passions of yours that you feel like no one is even aware of because they don't bother asking you? Passions and... Passions, sense? things you're passionate about and interested in that people just wouldn't know because they just go, oh, well, let me just always talk to her about either comedy or aesthetics or her look. You know, you probably get a lot of comments yeah. about your looks and then, or, you know, or sex if they're trying to fuck or whatever. I really love talking about, like, aliens. You're into and, like, aliens. conspiracy theories. I don't really watch a lot of that shit anymore because if I live alone and it fucks with me. Yeah, I don't want to see you that's fucking turn up to the anymore. dime with a tinfoil hat on. No, yeah. I mean, that's why I don't get high anymore because one time I got really high... And I watched, like, I forgot what I watched, some alien shit. And then I watched, like, a conspiracy theory thing. Was it Zeitgeist? It was, like, something like that, right? And then I freaked myself out. <laughs> like, I freaked myself out to the point where, like, Started I black, thought the government... Putting, putting newspaper in the windows and, like... No, I was like, the government's in my phone or something like I that. I mean, they are. That's not a conspiracy theory. Damn, I just texted someone today, like... Um, cause tomorrow's my birthday and I was like hey if you have any coke can you bring it and I was like shit am I not supposed to say coke <laughs> you, you text in hey have you got any coke can you bring it is not I don't think that's they're not looking for that it's more a case of alright let's get the you know uh, drop the C4 off at yeah. blah 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 they're more worried about that shit or seven keys are on their way on a plane do you know what I mean that's what yeah. they're like. but people who are doing those kind of deals use burner phones you know yeah. They, they use a phone. That's smart. And they talk on the phone. They don't They don't send text messages, first of all. And they'll talk. Jesse Smollett should have done that. Yeah. Andrew <laughs> Schultz saw Jesse Smollett having a little brunch the other day in a restaurant. Really? Just having a good old time, smiling and laughing. It's funny, isn't it? Funny, isn't it? Like, he's smiling. not behind. How's he not behind bars? I don't know, because he's... Uh, because he's a black man? I don't know. That's like, what you're going to say. It I, could f- be, I no, forgot it, how it, racist it, Asians are. It I could forgot. Be, I totally it could, forgot. No, it could be because he's black, because he's gay, because he's both. Like, it's like... Like right, that is a sensitive subject right now because mm-hmm. you they can use that like you know, like or like I don't know. I don't want to get into that because that's just like no. He took a deal, didn't he? He took a deal. Yeah. But also, I think it, I think absolutely. He's he's certainly representative of certain things right now. That if the police came full force with him, well, the black community would be an up in, up in arms potentially. Some of them. Mm-hmm. I, I saw as many black people calling him out for being a fucking you know a, an idiot who's just. What his behavior did set legitimately um, set upon black people who are experiencing bigotry and racism. It set them back because he's going, he just wanted a story. You know, he wanted to be relevant for a minute so he could like, I don't know, have a resurgence of career, whatever the fuck it was. It worked though. Like it made him. No, he didn't because he's not doing that job anymore, is he? No, but it did get his name out there and everyone knows who he is now. I mean, everyone thinks he's a fucking prick. I didn't know who he was until, you know, I don't watch that show. No, me neither. I don't watch (laughs) it. Yeah, I was like, who's this? (laughs) But also, but it's, uh, if, if, if his career isn't dead because of it, wouldn't that be a fucking travesty? Well, you saw him having a jolly good time at this place. Or your friend did. He so. was brunching it up. Yeah, just so fucking, I think he's fine. He was eating all the eggs, all the scramble. He had hash browns you on there. You saw him or your friend saw well, him? Andrew, Andrew Schultz, yeah. Oh. He saw him in there. I don't know how you could walk outside after all this happened and not be like... A shame. Yeah, like I'm, I'm an asshole. It's interesting though because it's on, on the flip side. I also understand that when people get very... Uh, for instance, people from the black community might get really annoyed about... MJ's, you know, Michael Jackson, the big expose around him and about and finding Neverland or leaving Neverland and all that. And I've watched it and I already prior to that knew that a 30-something-year-old man walking around holding seven-year-old boys' hands who don't belong to him and sleeping in the same bed with them is 
pedophile behavior. Yeah. Like how you don't see that is crazy to me. However, I also understand some people from the black community going, motherfucker, you'll, you'll, you'll go, everyone will go after MJ. But what about Elvis? Who was fucking a fourteen-year-old, basically? You know, oh, when yeah, he first right. got to, you know, the only he difference. Is, her. The only difference is in that state, maybe it was legal, and then you know, at that time to be with her. I think they got married when she was fifteen or something. Yeah. Or so you're going, all right. Well, hang on a sec. Yes, he did something that was wrong, but then he married her, yeah. stayed with her, they had a family. Like there was a different, you know. At least he stuck by the child yeah. he uh he, he did, fought he, he fucked how many other girls during the time they were together but he still he still you know he stuck with the one that he yeah. groomed yeah exactly like what we're saying she's making a lot of money off of him now pedophilia so. is not right unless you just stay with one unless it's your one yeah. true child but there is a difference between Romeo a 14 Juliet. year old girl and like a seven-year-old boy like there's a huge difference huge difference yeah i mean i mean i mean i guess you can kind of compare elvis to R. kelly because R. Kelly kind of fucks that age. But he doesn't... I mean, that's, that's different. He, like, he like makes them slaves and shit. Yeah, he was, cre- <laughs> he was a creepy fuck. I haven't seen his documentary yet. But I'm excited to. Because it sounds oh God, I have a whole horrendous. And, I, and I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that is... De- I, I like learning about different people. Because then it makes me um, better equipped to deal with those kind of people. Yeah. So someone who thinks... This is why now I've, I've opened up all my social media to to follow people from different I have like various programs that that will follow people that completely think differently to me you know that people who are overtly right wing for instance yeah or people who are SJWs and I don't agree with either of those people but I like to learn about them because it makes me better equipped to do, talk to them and deal with them and understand them yeah. so someone like R. Kelly is the kind of man I want to have a better understanding of because touch wood one day when I have a family if I have a daughter and I see any of the pattern that that guy displayed around my daughter, yeah. I know to go around there with a fucking baseball bat and be like, you're going to stop spending time with my oh child. Oh my God, that's... Oh, that's why I don't know if I want to have kids. Scary. It's scary. I mean, the world today is like... I mean, just a kid watching that alone. Like, is like yeah. what, what is that going to do to a kid's I'll mind? I'll march over there and I'll say, listen, I know you've been hanging out with my 13-year-old daughter. Now, you better stay with her and marry her. That's the only <laughs> acceptable way. And then you need to have an incredibly successful rock and roll career. <laughs> and then you have to die and make a, a whole land about yourself and then she has to run it. Boom. And if you don't do that, then I'm fucking out. I'm going to break your You're going to be the best father in yeah. the world. <laughs> Allowing the grooming of your own child. It, not sure if that's the on the well, list of best dad up. strats ever. Do you? Were you a fan of R. Kelly growing up? Um... I mean, uh, some songs. Maybe like Stop Looking at Yourself. Maybe like two you. songs. Maybe like How Do I Look from that angle. Good? You look good, yeah. Thanks. How about now? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I like some of his songs. You know, he's he one, one of those kind of people that you go like, all right, you hit the club. And then you go, I believe like a flag. That plays at the like, club? Yeah. You obviously don't go to clubs. <laughs> yeah, I used to. Wait, I was talking about chess club, but that's all right. Whatever. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, uh, whatever. What, what other big R. Kelly songs are there? Ignition remix. Is an ignition. And then oh my god! Straight out the kitchen, and I've locked you to that the is... radiator. Living your bitchin', cause you're only twelve years old, and I know that you're mine. 
and I'm wow. going to pee upon you and I'll film it, okay? <laughs> exactly. And, and I mean, I still can't stop listening to that song. Is that bad? I really try to delete all of his shit, but that song is just so fucking good. You it made, just puts you, me in a good mood. You make a great point, actually, and you, and you pose a really good question because I was talking about the MJ documentary and yeah. um, I was talking uh, to, 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 to a lady about it and she was going, so what does that mean for you now? Do you, do you now not listen to... Michael Jackson's music yeah. because in your mind you're certain he's a pedophile and I was like that's a really good fucking question because I'll be honest with you if the guy was alive yeah I'd boycott his stuff I wouldn't want to support it. I'd you know yeah. I would actively be going like alright this guy fucking sleeps with children that aren't his whether he sticks a finger in there and jerks off into their butthole or whether he just holds their hand and grooms them it's not right what he's doing so don't listen to his music but then I'm like, oh, I can't undo the hurt he's done. And he is such a prolific, he was such a prolific genius musically. Yeah. It's like, well, can I still appreciate what he created whilst also loathing the man? I mean, plenty of people watch Woody Allen movies, but he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah. He but- would have loved you though, wouldn't he? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like he likes like yeah. young white girls. Or I could be Ex- wrong. Apart from the young Asian girl he raised and then married. Oh, I don't know. He okay. married his own adopted daughter. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I did not know that actually. Oh my god. I don't know that much about him. What do they anyway, teach you? In, like, I I'm, I'm too busy watching Eddie Murphy Delirious. Okay. <laughs> really? What do you think of that now? Delirious? Mm. I just watched it the other night actually. I thought it was great. I remember crying with laughter watching Raw and Delirious yeah. back in the day as a child. I was child. really young. And then I watched it again when I was in my teenage years and really loved it again. And then I watched it again recently. I watched Delirious and Raw, both of them. And I watched it and I went, um, incredible performer, amazing stage presence, incredible uh, personal style and confidence. Just, uh, you know, this effusive energy that makes you want to watch him and want to be around him. Yeah. But... I'd say 70% of his gags as an adult now and given the way that I've grown now, I looked at it and just went, nah, most of this is just like really simplistic, either racist, misogynist or homophobic jokes. And they're not that funny. They're not that funny. You have to think about like when it it was like 1983. Absolutely. But hang on a second. Yes, you're right. In the time it was released, these were jokes that spoke to an audience. Oh, yeah. However, Richard Pryor preceded eddie murphy by at least a decade or two yeah and that motherfucker his specials today are still poignant hilarious yeah um and speak to me i need to rewatch his yeah look i'll give you a complete opposite idea bill hicks bill hicks when i was a kid when when i was a kid i was like bill hicks would always be top of my list of comics that i fucking adore yeah now when i watch bill hicks i'm like he was prolific and he was legendary and he was unique and he was politically so cutting and on the on the ball but do i laugh when i watch a lot of his sets anymore nah i'm not really going ah i'm more just watching theater like an amazing engaging one-man show Mm -hmm. but i it doesn't speak to me in terms of humor anymore eddie murphy same thing but richard Pryor, lenny bruce joan rivers you know george carlin Every single one of those. Greg, Greg Giraldo's last special, Midlife Vices, the, the fact that you know it's been now a couple of, maybe a decade or so, or 15 years maybe since he released that, I think. Um, but it's still all the jokes he was making about Bush then and about governance and about uh, social uh, yeah. interaction. Literally, it can still apply now. If you just change the name Bush out for Trump, it's, it completely 
it speaks to me. Yeah. Well, being a comic and you, you know, when you're a comic, you hear so much comedy that it's hard for you to laugh, right? At just anything. Today, mm. I feel like a lot of comic. It takes a lot to make like comics laugh. Well, we're gonna be we're gonna have a slightly more refined palette. Yeah, because yeah. you, you just you just have higher expectations all the time. Because stuff. we're better than people. Yeah, because we're just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it nice to be so funny and clever that we understand the rights and wrongs in you? Oh, ho, ho, look at us. Sorry, I just wanted to enjoy that minute. I, I enjoyed it. You didn't. You just stared at me like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> right now? But I made you look at me for longer than two seconds. And that in itself was a, was an achievement. What? I've been looking at you. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think it's like, a, I understand what you're saying. If you work in a particular industry, if your job, yeah. a plumber is not going to look at a shoddy bit of plumbing work and go, oh, that's all right. He's going to go, mm, yeah, you could tighten that up. Well, that should be, that U-bend's a bit out of joint. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're in an open mic with all comics, like, they're only going to really laugh if they really think it's, they're not just going to, you know what I mean? Like Open mics, I disagree because I think most open mics are packed with comics who are with their friends. nervous or oh. they're nervous about going on or they're, they're more likely to, in this town especially, um, present insecurities whilst watching other comics. Oh, yeah. Whereas when I go to when I do my pro shows, when I'm on a lineup with all comics, I find it so easy to laugh if they're funny. I love it. I get lost yeah. in it. You know, you're a rare breed. Um. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just a fucking. I'm a comic who genuinely loves comedy. I do yeah. it for the right reasons. I think. Yeah, and no, a lot you of do. Who you don't. do. You it's watch like, at the dime. I see that you watch like everyone. Yeah, and um, I and I laugh. And I, if people are talking, I tell them to shut the fuck up. Yeah, you do do that. You know, um, that's got me in trouble. It has mm. at the dime. Yeah, we're well, not just not not necessarily at the dime, but the I've told I uh, who was it who I told off. A comic? I went to see the goddamn Comedy Jam, uh-huh. right? Josh Adam Meyer's show. Yeah, I love that show. It's really good. And if yeah. you haven't ever seen one of these listeners, go and check it out if it's in your town. I mean, he's had like... Built, the one I saw had Mark Marin got up and was... what Basically what happens is the, the comics will do like 10 minutes of material uh-huh. or a 15-minute set, 10, 15-minute set. And then they will sing a song with a full live band. Like a, It's like bandioke type yeah. thing, you know? Karaoke with a live band. And uh, Mark Marin did it and he fucking shreds. He got a guitar out and was like, meow, Did meow, I, see meow, that? Meow. I mean, I watched it when you this weren't was there. Ne- you certainly weren't there because I would have seen you. But he, uh, I watched the show and oh. one of the other comments in the lineup, and I won't say who, just out of say respect. It. No, 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 just out of respect. And also, I don't even know his name. But also, um, I know he's a established. He's a good comic and he's established. He did a set that was very funny. And then he was a little buzzed. He was clearly drunk. Uh-huh. And after the show, there were, there were obviously a group of girls that he'd invited down or friends or fans, whoever the fuck they were. There was like five girls who were like LA sixes, maybe. So if, escorts? <laughs> yeah, they were, they, they were like, they were like if, Sorry. you know, they were like between 30 and 40 and you're going, all right, probably back when you were 22, you were super hot. Yeah. Now you haven't really looked after yourself. You've drunk a bit too much, done too much coke and you're fucking, oh. you look tired. You know what I mean? Like the skin's saying The Botox hasn't made up for the fact that you're just aging poorly. And these girls, but they still had the mentality of like, I'm a hot 22 year old. Yeah. So they were at the back of the room and bear in mind that we're talking in a room packed, right? With a few hundred people, a couple hundred people listening and respectfully watching comedy. And you've got this gaggle of cunts, which by the way is the correct collective noun, a gaggle of cunts at the back, just going, <laughs> and after a period of time, I went over to go and tell them, shut up. Cause people were literally, everyone in the back of the room is constantly trying to listen to comedy and just going, and you know when that sort of like exasperated yeah, that is I want, really annoying. like what the fuck why how can you not be aware that there's other people here watching everyone else in the venue yeah. is silent and watching you're the only voices because they're drunk 
because they're drunk and because they're self-absorbed cunts and because no one's ever told them that because they were too attractive back in the day to ever be told to shut the fuck up yeah so i got up <laughs> yes you did and there's a part of me that loves this about myself but there's another part of me that thinks maybe when it comes to business it's not the brightest choice but that's okay fuck it and i got up and i went went to the back and i went hey hey and they were like what like that i went you're literally the only people talking in this venue. There's five of you and you're so loud. Look at all these people who are silent. Shut the fuck up. And they were like, oh my God. And one of the comics, that comic was with them. And I said, and I just went to him, I said, and you man, you should know better, dude. You're on the lineup. Like, yeah. And he was like, sorry, dude, sorry, sorry. Anyway, I went sat back down. They calmed down for a little bit. They made a little bit of noise later on after like 10 minutes, they forgot that they were a bunch of cunts. <laughs> and then he came up to me afterwards and apologized, which I've, was respectful of I, I i acknowledged and he was like man i'm just sorry we just buzzed and blah 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 i was like i was like okay no worries but i'm also going you're a 40 year old man you're 40 years old you're an established comic you've got lots of tv credits how do you know how do you not know that that's not right to do take these four fucking you know 30 thirsty you know ovaries drying up they just want to get a fucking comedian dick inside of them to get a little bit of fucking just to pop out a baby just take these desperate whores into the back room and go and get drunk with them in there. Or go outside and have a fucking drink. Just do something that is... I, it, nothing makes me more angry than seeing comics disrespect other comics. Yeah. So I get really worked up. No, that's good. Like, I feel like you like people should know that. But the problem is, is when a six foot four British comedian <laughs> with fucking jewellery all over his fingers Lord and long rings. hair. Do you know what I mean? When fucking Frodo Baggins, six foot four, walks up and goes, you should be quiet. People are like, fuck that British, yeah. that limey prick. But it's like, you're, you know, you're getting angry because you're not acknowledging your fault. Yeah, exactly. That, that's actually a lot of people. A lot of people are like, not just that situation, but in general. All but- I want to do is just get, I just want to be friends with Joe Rogan, Ryan Reynolds, Oh, I love Ryan. Oh, yeah. my God. I just, want to be, I just want to be friends with people who look like they love what they do. Yeah. And support others doing what they do. By the way, I, you know what I first saw, thought of when I saw all the rings on your fingers? Mm. I, I used to think, like, I wonder if he ever fists girls with all those rings on. I mean, that's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to think. No. No is the answer. No. No. I'm not saying I wouldn't fist the lady if she asked me to. I'd go, all right, well, let's work up to this. Let's, you See, know. I always turn everything into sex. I don't mean to do it. It's just <laughs> natural. Actively but... meant to do that. But I do think like Why that. Why did you think? <laughs> First of all, how many guys are out there running around just casually fisting women? Secondly, who would do that with a handful of really sharp metal giant rings? That's What do you think I am? I I'm sorry. No, dead serious question. What kind of a piece of shit do you think I am? This is before I even knew you. <laughs> but no, I just thought that. I was like, those are a lot of rigs. They're like really big, sharp rigs. <laughs> yeah, when I take them off when I get home, I'm not wearing them now. You think I come home and just disrobe, just be like, <laughs> baby, tonight we're going to have the best fun. And I fucking pull the shell, dun, 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 put on some fucking sexy music. And then I like, fucking R. Kelly, put my R. Kelly <laughs> mega mix on. Do you know what I mean? Just fucking this remix to ignition, pull the trousers up, boom. I've just got like a fucking spiked dildo casing on my cock. Get the, are you ready to fucking take this? <laughs> I'm sure that's a category in Pornhub. There are, I mean, there no, is something kink, for kink, everyone. Kink.com. Kink Oh, kink.com. <laughs> Definitely that, that's not a little too up. much. I, well, I don't know. I'm going to try it though. Yeah, you do bring things back to sex. I do. I don't. I just think it's funny because that is what I thought. I mean, not like, does he actually do this? I think it was more like, it'd be really funny if he fisted girls with all those rings on. It was more like along those lines. Wow. 
Yeah. Yeah, you were not part of the and movement. Then, and, are and, you? Then my, and then in my head, in my head, I, I was can't like, see you at the huh? Pershing Square march every year. No. No. Nah. And then I and I thought in my head, like I, I, I started calling you like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> a lot of people do that. Or Game of Thrones, which is why I have that joke at the beginning. You know, or uh, Russell Brand, or Chris D'Elia. Do you hate that? Yeah. I think it's. Uh, I, I think it displays laziness. Uh, the worst thing is when a comic does it. I've had so many comics get up on stage after me, and I know what it is. I'll get oh. up on stage and I'll do well, and then they'll be a little they'll intimidated. You, yeah. And so they, the first thing they do when they go is go, "Oh well, we didn't know Russell Brand was going to be here tonight." <laughs> and I look at them and I go, "That is the laziest hack shit you could ever have done." And now, any respect that I could have had for you, any respect I would have shown you as a comic, which I will always show to any other comic, whether you're a fucking open micer or a 20, 30-year professional, mm -hmm. I will always listen and give you the respect of keeping my mouth shut while you're on stage. But if you do that to me, if you come after me like that, first of all, I know you're hack. I know you're shit. Because no good comic does that. No good comic does that. I don't think they're trying to put you down, though. 100%. Oh, you think so? 100%. It's their insecurities. They're going, he just did well, and I can make... I If I can bring him yeah. down a minute... To try and make myself look good, but it often backfires. I often... hate comics that do that, especially like hosts. It's like yeah. the they, they just trying to like they're trying to like make a joke in between like their their comics or whatever, and they yeah. just shit on the comic that just went up. I hack, don't like that. Hack, yeah, because they're never going to do anything. They're never going to go anywhere. They know that. Yeah. They know that, so it's like, how can I bring everyone around me down a little bit so I feel like I'm in a similar place? And um, it's like, nah, fuck you, man. I mean, unless they think like, oh, I'm just trying to like make a joke, like. Oh, if that's them trying to make a joke they should give up comedy <laughs> they should give up comedy give up comedy if you've ever got on stage after me and made a joke about me looking like Russell Brand give up comedy should I really no okay. <laughs> I'm have you ever done that I no don't I don't know and if you had I probably would have pulled because you out because I didn't I don't think of Russell Brand when yeah. I see you I just don't we're going shut the fuck up Ali Wong <laughs> I've been like touche <laughs> there you go. oh wait no one's gonna get you pregnant so you can't even do her act that's true that chick, man, her, I feel like she should, in, in the credits, in her thank yous, because I've seen, I went to see her live, actually, I went to, I paid money. Wow. I went to see Ali Wong live here in Los Angeles at that lovely venue downtown. You know, the forum? Big, the the no, uh, one big the theater there, and it's all like uh, neo-gothic outside. It's very beautiful. Um, and it was a great show. She's a very, very funny woman. Uh, but I always, it makes me laugh because she's been pregnant every time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, she should probably give a thanks to her womb. Like she should yeah. put a little mention in her thank yous. Have you ever also, met thanks to my womb, just for for you know for always affording me such beautiful babies. You should I can tell carry her that. around. I would if I meet her one day. Maybe I go, maybe a little mention. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met her. Before. And she'll go, you fucking hat cunt. You look like Russell Brand. And <laughs> she'll walk up. No, I've heard she's a nice lady actually, and pretty cool. I to mean, hang she is really funny. She's great. Who are other comics that you love? Um, like. I saw Donnell Rawlings the other night, like live. I mean, he did a spot at the Dime one night, he, didn't he? Yeah, he did like, at the Dime on Tuesday. Oh, no, He's no, he colors. did a spot. No, I'm saying he did a spot prior to that, like maybe a year ago almost, or six months ago at the Dime. And I was on the lineup with him. Yeah. And he fucking killed it. He, he, I cry from laughter when I watch him. Did he do his whole his stick about the Me Too stuff? Well, no, he was more along the lines of like R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, because that's oh, like, okay. yeah, but he did have, he has his bit, I've heard before about like how white women will call the, the police for everything. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> he not, has this whole, I can't, I, I'm not going to say it because he obviously does it a lot sure, better. Sure, sure, sure. Because he does like impressions of them and stuff like that. But I would like, there are a few comedians where I'm like crying and he like, I was I'd never seen him live. And I, I'll be honest with you, prior to that night, I had no idea who he was. Yeah. Because- 
I don't know most of the big names in this country. I know the ones who've made it over to England, maybe, or who yeah. I see on a, a special, or whatever. The, the superheroes, and then a couple of like others that maybe had a prominence in the in Europe. Yeah. But that guy, it was it was amazing to watch a seasoned professional of God knows 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. But he got up. It was I remember the room was okay. There was me and a couple of other New York comics on the lineup towards the end. Mm-hmm. And we just fucking lifted it, and it felt amazing. I was like, "Yeah, we fucking took care of that." And then this guy comes on at the end, and Adam's like, "Oh yeah, we got a special guest at the end." Blah blah. blah. Donnell Rawlings. And I was like, "Don't know who he is," but I'm like, "All right, cool. Well, you're welcome, Donnell Rawlings. We've we've really warmed up the room, yeah. uh, which we did. You know, me and the other two comics. And then he got on stage, and he just fucking everything. I my little arrogant head headspace was just blown out the water because he just he took what was a great room at that point and made it an exceptional room oh, with his stand up. So fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think after a certain point of time in comedy, you give less of a shit what people think about the way you deliver material. Mm-hmm. And that ends up making you so much more Yeah. Hundred raw and honest, right? Um my my comedy definitely got better after I just stopped giving a fuck about everyone. <laughs> Do you what in what way? Um I just kinda so I started opening up for Jeff Garland. Mm. He has like four openers. And I'm oh, like, I saw your video on Instagram where you were advertising that. <laughs> Which, by the way, you were wearing a dress top. Yeah, and it was low. Not just low, Andrea. <laughs> it was it was borderline areola popping out. <laughs> it was literally, you should have just been in a, one of those tiny little uh, triangle bikinis. Hey, I'm trying to pull a cake quiggly. No, Can I, I'm kidding. I I'm, was kidding gonna, I'm kidding. No, but you're not kidding. Okay. Can I ask you an honest question? Huh. Do you actively and be very be really fucking honest with me? Oh, right? yeah. This is what we uh-huh. do here. Is there a part of you when you go like, okay, I want to advertise the fact that I'm performing with Jeff Garner? That's a fucking great. That's a great mm-hmm. credit. That's a cool thing to advertise your friends, and it's obviously a uh, a reflection of you doing good comedy and being recognised for that. When you do that though, did you do you do you honestly go, all right, I'm gonna I want to dress sexy and provocative because I want people to also find me attractive in this post? Nope. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Really, I was already wearing it. It's it was actually a night. It was like a dress shirt, but it was a nightwear thing, so it was just naturally low. But no, I it don't. It was more a lady of the nightwear thing. Yeah, it was. It's tie dye, so no, I don't think. I don't think so. But uh, no, I don't think like that. I know there there are a few comedians right now who kind of get on my nerves because everything is about their cleavage and tits. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean Instagram comics, yeah. especially. But like, and I don't. I don't like that. Like, I purposely wear things that cover my chest. Like, well, aside from now. But no, like, you, you always look... Uh, you always... Uh, you've always looked sexy. You've always looked dressed sexy whenever I've seen you. I, I always wear, like, like you know, jackets or, like, sweatshirts or whatever. I just don't... Um, I don't like that because then everyone thinks that all the rest of the female comedians, like, have to do it and that, that we do that to get stage time. And I don't also, like Also, by that. the way, I'm not... I, I like, and I've been guilty of this in the past of like commenting on people that I thought were friends or whatever, or mentioning to them, going, "Hey, listen, you know, you're going to be perceived a certain way because if you dress a certain way, that's how you're going to get perceived. That's just the fact. Yeah. So if you dress very provocative and sexual when you're performing stand up, the attention will be will will slide from your comedy onto a little bit. I mean, look at her. she's dressed up like she's doing an Instagram photo shoot. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, but that's always backfired. Making a comment about how a woman dress is never going to be a thing that is ever going to yeah. be taken in any kind of positive way. You're by not going to get your dick licked from that. That's uh, for sure. Not what I'm after, but also I understand what you're saying. But my point is, I'm not judging it. I'm just saying I also think there's a there's got to be there is 100 percent some women in comedy and some men in comedy who go I will sell my sexuality. Look, um, Matteo Lane, 
Mateo Lane is a triple threat. That motherfucker can dance. He's got a beautiful singing voice and he's incredibly funny and talented on stage. Love him, who he is as a performer, what he does. But he's also got a hot body and pretty much every other photo of him on Instagram is him completely naked, just covering his cock and balls, being like, mm. now he's a gay man, so you can get away with that. It's almost yeah. like you get a free pass to be sexual if you're gay. You get a free pass to be sexual if you're female. You get a free pass to be sexual if you obviously had a past in something sexual, like if you were a model or if you were uh, a porn actress now doing yeah. comedy or something like that. Whereas I had to delete all of that shit, any shirt off pics or anything like that, which absolutely is going, hey, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm okay looking and I would like to, if I get enticed fans by making them appreciate me aesthetically and then that leads them to find my comedy or my podcast or something that stimulates their mind and their humor uh, reception, Great. Or the vagina. But I'll never... Sure. <laughs> absolutely. I got gay followers and I got female followers who I guarantee 100% they follow me because they want to fuck me. But then as a kickback, I never, never lie about that. Yeah. And it only frustrates me when I see sexual performances or sexual uh, aesthetic in selling comedy. Mm-hmm. And then the person you go, hey, you look pretty sexy. And they go, no, no, I don't. I would never do such a thing. It's like, motherfucker, you were blessed with beauty and it's okay to use that if that's what you're doing just be honest about um and that's why i asked you because i think it was a very sexual post no it really wasn't i actually have gotten this before how people are like you should post more sexy stuff you'll probably get more followers that way but i just i mean i'll post like a maybe like a hotter picture like every now and then every now and then yeah like a throwback thursday but i i stopped i kind of stopped doing that just because like it's just, I don't know. It's just annoying. Well, it will start, it will start defining you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't... Beyond I your just... comedy. And you've already made a joke about, you know, we won't go over it again. But, you you know, you made a, a sort of a, a blase comment about someone else who does do that. Yeah. Actively uses that. And whatever. Like, maybe that works for certain people. But I just don't want to be in that category. Yeah. Yeah. What would you like to... um, When you eventually one day pass away at the ripe old age of 267, you know, modern medicine and all that. Although, let's be honest, we'll all be dead in about 10 years. Yeah. But... How would you like people to, what would you like people to be able to say about the kind of comment you were? What would you like, the, if they had to re- summarize you in a, in a couple of lines, what would you like it to be? She was undeniably funny. Okay. I mean, maybe I need to think about that more. <laughs> no, 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 that's all right. It's, it's a weird question I and it's posed in be, such a way that it's, I put you on the spot a little bit. I just kind of want to be known for being undeniably funny. Regardless of what I look like, regardless of what, what I've done, about as yeah, well. like I just, I just want to kill every time. Yeah. I want to, you know, I don't. Oh yeah, and I was on a cool show like Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> there you go. I have um. Do you mind me saying mine? You I want to? <laughs> I, I do actually. I do because I think by saying it, it also re- reaffirms and reminds me of what I need to yeah. always strive for. It may help me think of more. <laughs> um, I, I, I want I want to be the kind of comic that when every time I step off stage, my audience knows me better and yeah. knows themselves a little better. Mm-hmm. And I also want people to be able to go back and go, if you ever watched a Jeff Leach set, you always knew that motherfucker was telling the rawest truth. He yeah. was always telling the truth I love in such a raw, savage way that... It was undeniable, undeniable that what he was saying was real. Yeah. I hate seeing comedy and go, you know, I was on the thing the other day and the thing happened, but whoa, what's the deal? Blah, blah. You know what happened off. to me the other day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, has anyone else ever like looked at yogurt pots and thought, whoa, I could put my dick in there? <laughs> nah. Like, I want to get up on stage and go, God, you know that raw fucking hurt when you've been 
you know, ripped apart with someone that you love, blah, blah, and then make a joke out of that that makes people go, God, I do know that feeling. And thank God he gave me a joke to help release me in a small way from that. And also now I know he's like real. He's gone through that shit or he's, you know what yeah. I mean? They feel closer to you. No, I, 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 get, I get that 100%. And you're probably to the point, like me, where you can kind of just tell if a comedian's lying. Mm. Oh, yeah, I of can course. totally tell. Every time. And it's like, after I see that, I'm like, I don't want to watch the rest of your set. Yeah, because you lose confidence in what, what, what the purpose of the humor is. It's like anyone, anyone, not anyone, a, a lot of people who are not very good comics can write a funny joke that's yeah. fabricated. Or they heard someone else tell a story and they went, oh, that's good. Let me, um, you know, a cab driver starts telling them a funny story about blah, and go, oh, I'll just make that about me. And I'll just change a few things, exaggerate a few things. Um, slightly pushing the the uh, the comical metaphors, maybe. Absolutely, I do that. You know, when I talk about having a fight and getting arrested in New York City, and I talk about the guy fucking throwing bottles, obviously the humor, I, I, I'll exaggerate that into the idea that, you know, I thought I was in, suddenly I'm in the fucking Matrix. It's some kind of weird Mexican Matrix. Do you know what I mean? We've got, we got two, or an immigrant version of the Matrix. You've got like one immigrant throwing fucking slow mo bottles. I was there just fucking doing backflips, you know, out the way and all that. So obviously that didn't happen per se, but I did like dodge bottles. So it's just a slight exaggeration yeah. comical exaggeration of what happened for the purpose of the story but then everything else is true you know it's great that's good i, I think the truth is the best comedy for sure 100 yeah. percent. i wish more people did that we i think we're maybe we're moving back towards that because people have had lies for so long have been mm -hmm. fed now the last couple of years i think a lot of people in comedy have been feeding um feeding mentalities and ideologies that are not necessarily exactly what they think but they know it's popular to say that's what they think right now yeah it's easier to go well my god because this thing and oh this person did um blah, 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 blah. and you're like oh, all right god. does that is that really how you feel about the world or is that what's popular to say right now yeah or do they just write it down and they're just rehearsing their whole like script well i mean yeah but so, no, i've got no disrespect for that because some comics that's how they work they they will write out word for word what their gag is and they will learn it and they'll practice it and they will re re recite it it's not my favorite form of comedy in any way shape or form but it's not um it's it's professional and people have been very successful with that you know yeah think about all the one-liner comics gilbert gottfried i'm pretty certain writes Dimitri out Martin. his jokes one by one and then he tells them one by one and that's how it does it but that's okay that's his thing you know and he has a great voice. <laughs> I well, mean, that's his not voice. his real voice, but yeah. Oh, I mean, is it? Nah. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, when he's like just one-on-one, -on -one, he's been like, hey, yo, okay, yeah, yeah, what's going on? Oh, I want to know what he really sounds like. Yeah, just like, a, just like an older American dude. I mean, yeah, that... Yeah, okay, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he gets on camera and he goes, I know that first time I oh saw God. your eyes. <laughs> I always thought that was his real voice. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. God damn it. You need a niche. My well, child. yours is you're, you're an attractive Asian girl. No. You, how did you not get a role in fucking uh, filthy rich Asian? Because I'm it? too tall. Ah. That's always the, That always goes against me for a lot of auditions. Because yeah. not even just Asian shows, but just, I mean, a lot of lead actors are short. I love the idea that we, could, we should shoot a show. We should write a comedy show, right? Comedy series where it's, we're all cast super tall people. Me, you, Derek Gaines. There you go. I've got a black and Asian and a white guy already and, and an immigrant. Perfect. That's it. We live in a house together. And then we'll get like one famous star who's always being considered reasonably average to tall because Bradley of Cooper. how they do it. Bradley Cooper. And then he turns out and we don't rearrange all the thing. We don't give him an Apple box to stand on. We don't do that. And he just walks in and he's like fucking here on all of us. 
hilarious. Yes. Hilarious. Wait, what would it be called? It'd be called fucking Bradley Cooper short, isn't he? <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a working title. It's a working title. But it has to, like, whoever, whatever voiceover is saying, yeah. like, the, the, the big How and all. the roles yeah. down there? Oh, <laughs> I was, it, took me, it took me a second. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're you're off the project. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you didn't even get that like quickly enough, I mean, like, uh, maybe maybe the delivery wasn't right. But I feel like no. Nah, nah. I was just thinking about the title. How funny it was the way you delivered the title. Have to call up Annie Wong now, aren't I? God, she's, she's short as fuck. She's tiny. Yeah, you're eating a lot. Maybe of she's boxes. maybe she's the big star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good idea, though. But a lot of lead actors are short, so that's always a thing. If I'm in an audition and someone they ask my height, the first thing I already know it's because the actor's short. Yeah. Yeah. So do you like, just lie? Well, I did shrink. I went to the doctor. It was like at the last year, and I, I'm five eight. I always thought I was five nine. Yeah, but remember, how old are you now? Thirty. I'm turning thirty one tomorrow. Thirty one tomorrow. You should come. What you having a party? More ways than one. Oh, th- <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the invite. Thanks for the yeah. thanks for the forced upon <laughs> uh, set on the spot invite. Sorry, I'm busy tomorrow anyway. What what day's tomorrow? It's Friday. Actually, I'm not. At night. No, I'm actually not. Just um, doing casual drinks. I'm not going to say where yet. I'll tell you in private. I mean, this won't go out until next Thursday. That's true. Um, anyway, we can talk about it after the podcast. But um, thanks for the invite. It felt really <laughs> honest. I um, yeah. You're, but I mean, you're going to shrink. Everyone shrinks. Yeah. But I, I do feel like like uh, like Asian women and Latin women they really shrink, right? With my height, I don't really mind because uh, you know when I was younger and modeling stuff like being taller is great. But then now I'm like I, I don't mind shrinking an inch or two. You're gonna hit five one one day. I don't. That's great. I'll just look up. But you know how wise I think you're gonna be so up, wise. See, that's another that's another uh, racial stereotype, right? What? You're gonna get really small, but you're also gonna be super wise. I'll be coming to you in like thirty years time. I'll be coming to you and being like, young comics will be like, hey, Jeff, how did you get to where you are today? I mean, hard work, but you know, there are some secrets. What kind of secrets? I go, let's go. Let's go meet the Oracle. And then we'll go down to the dime and there's a little, <laughs> they've, they've converted the disabled toilet into like this little room and you're in there with a ball and stuff. And we come in, you're just fucking, you're five foot one, super wrinkly, tits still perfect. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you just sat there with a little solo, yeah, you're like, Oh, come closer, young comic. And they're like, because you've got an Asian accent now. Because these are all stereotypes. Okay. And then the guy comes in and he's like, hey, I really want to just succeed. And you're like, you must focus on sex joke. A bit racist. That, I love it? how you said stereotypes and my tits were like, <laughs> is that a stereotype? Yeah. The, the, Asians have perfect tits? Well, no, but I mean, like, they'll stay up there, right? Don't they stay all right? Sure. Oh yeah, I'll give it to you. Don't yeah, they, sure. They, all right. I don't know. I was trying to. I was trying to. I was trying to. I was trying to soften slightly the grossly um, presumptuous set of racial stereotypes that it's I okay. was throwing out there. You made me feel awkward about it. Now, not going to yes. lie. Started out as a bit. I thought we were going to run with it. I thought you were going to play along. Maybe you were going to act out the character. And you just went no. You just put a kibosh on it. You went. Listen, sorry, white guy. This isn't, <laughs> today's not the day. You get to make but out that I'm going to become an old. I'm pretty white. I mean, I'm white. I'm, I'm white. Um, for all intents and purposes, I'm a white guy. I'm a Caucasian guy. My dad's a white English guy. You know what I mean? But yes, I'm super like Eastern European. Yeah. Macedonian. Like you don't, you're not like a I'm swarthy. Dumb... I'm a swarthy white guy. Yeah. You're not like someone like that. 
like if you made like a semi racist joke on stage, people aren't going to be like, you're racist. You no, know what I yeah, mean? They do. Yeah, they do. Oh, they do. Also, oh I don't God. make semi racist jokes. On you stage. make racist jokes. I do them privately on a podcast with my friends and oh. see if they go with it. And then it just gets shut down. And I go, okay, cool. Now really? I'm- do one right now. We just did. It. <laughs> we just did a bit. That wasn't racist. That was just funny. A little. It was racist. You know what I mean? It was oh, a little bit. I guess to me, like I'm so used to, to like stuff like that, that it doesn't even register as being racist, like let, like Asian stereotypes. Let's let's we're gonna wrap this. But let me ask you. Let me ask you some questions, right? Your mum is she quite a small lady? No, she's like five six, five seven. It's pretty small. Oh, is she kind of a wrinkled little old Asian lady? No. <laughs> is she wise? No. There you go. Zero for zero. So I'm wrong. So they are racial stereotypes. And uh, everything that we've been taught through, you know, I don't know, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. My mom know, actually does not fist. have wrinkles. Wow. She's, I want to, she doesn't do anything, doesn't have wrinkles, but she's also like Filipino. Like that's not Asian. Yeah, that's true. I have, that's my whole opening bit, how Filipinos aren't Asian. I mean, they are. It's in Asia, right? Yeah, but they're like, Mexican Asian. In actual fact, they are 100% Asian, right? Yeah, but like in the continent of Asia. But also, like they're more Pacific Islander, I guess. That's like what the category of Filipinos really are. Do it. Look it up. I I could be wrong. I mean, I'm a terrible Asian. I mean, yeah, you should know that, and I should know it as well because I have a British education. But I feel like um, nowadays it's more Pacific. The Philippines is in Asia. It is, but I mean, it's like Pacific, like people like consider it Pacific Islander sometimes. I'm going to look this up because otherwise people are going to do it anyway. And I don't want them to do that in the car when they're listening to this. They're yeah, the Philippines is a country in Asia. I know it's a country in Asia, but so like you're, you're people a- consider it Pacific Islander. No, they don't. Only in America where they don't know where the fuck anyone's That's what from. I meant. That's what I meant. This is like brown people in America. When ha- people go brown people, I'm like, what do you mean brown people? People actually say that. All the time. That's the, that's how people describe it. The, the, the only races in America, according to a vast majority of Americans, are white, black, Asian, brown. That's it. I There's think four categories. That's probably middle America. That's not like... This is most of America. And then when when I go, well, what's, what's brown? They go, well, you know, like Indian. Okay, so like Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi. Well, that's Asian. Filipino, Asian. So all of that goes there. White, sure. White European, whatever. Black, sure. But where are we talking? Are we talking about from the islands? Are we talking like Jamaican, Barbadian? Yeah. Are we talking are we talking Bayesian? Are we talking are we talking from fucking Africa? Are we talking from South Africa? These are different places, man. I know. It's a very frustrating thing that people don't even until people are educated to understand where people are from in the world, no wonder they're fucking so backwards and racist. It is that that is an American thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think in like cities like L.A. or New York, it's like that common to say stuff like brown people. I mean, yeah, they do. I've heard a lot of people I, say brown people. I haven't heard. I've heard it because I'm from Texas. I've definitely heard it there. But like in L.A. or New York, I don't really. Hear I want to become uh, racially ambiguous. You can't say brown people in New York. I mean. Yeah, you can. People really? say it all the time. Yeah, people always say brown people. Oh my god! Comics as well on stage get up, and it's not brown considered people. like racist. They just go, "Oh yeah, well you're a brown guy. Where are you from? You know, oh, well, oh, oh I'm from uh, can... from India." And they go, "Oh okay, cool. Well, what's that like? You know, how's it all going? How's it all going out there? Like, well, you know, the gang raping of women and blah 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 blah. It's more Pakistan, but yeah, it happens in India a lot. But you know, they don't know anything about the world. This is yeah. the problem. Um, people are so wrapped up in America being the best country in the world, they forget there's other countries. Do you think America is the best country in the world? Fuck no. Yeah, I don't. Not in any way, shape, or form. I I think America is a great country. Yeah. And I think it's full of great people. 
I think it's incredibly poorly run. And from its inception, oh, yeah. from the European inception, you know, after the genocide of the people who actually lived here, they have fucked this country from start to finish. It's a business. It's not a country either. Everything's I don't think about I'm, money. Yeah. America is a business and the government is upper management. Yeah. I mean, healthcare alone is a terrible issue here. Mm. I mean, in, in like... I really love yeah. when we spend the last 10 minutes Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. No, 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 no. It's my fault. Let's talk about sex. This is all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who do you... Which, which continent do you most like to fuck? Um, yeah, no, but you're right. I think it's, 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 it's about... It's always been about money. Yeah. But that is, again, this is a juxtaposition that a lot of people can't understand from me, especially as a, mm. as a Brit and an immigrant. When I say I fucking hate the way this country operates and I hate the governance of this country and I hate the way that people are treated. They go, well, why don't you fuck off back to fucking England? It's like, I hate a lot of shit over there as well. I you can't, you, I hate people you like can that. love a country and you can love the people of that country and still hate the way it's being run. Exactly. Or how and the people are being treated. I don't think America is the best country because of the way it's run and, and I'm an American. Mm. I was born here. And also everything that's amazing that people like to talk about in America, the sports, the fucking, you know, the, the art, the culture, all of it's from everywhere else. None of it's like yeah. from here. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they could identifiably call an American continent um, culture would be Native American. And they fucking eradicated that. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, I don't know, man. I get I get very conflicted. I think I'm in a conflicted place. I want to be a bit of something. I just you want to stay here? Or, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What I want to do is I want to get so tan. I've been doing a little few hikes. I'm getting a little bronzed. And I want to get so brown that I become, I can start going out for those brown i want to be a brown person <laughs> i want comedians to be like whoa what was that what was with brown russell brown no but you're just you're just uh, a white guy with a tan in, in a comedian's mind you're like look at that really tan russell brown i'm looking at myself and i'm just i feel like i look nah i look super white but i also look i look white but maybe mediterranean you actually look different there than you do in person yeah, you could definitely be Mediterranean. Have you seen? Oh my I'll god! I'll take it. I'm changing it. I'm changing all my details on SAG. I'm going to be a Mediterranean actor from now on. I bet I get more roles. Yeah, you could definitely pass for Mediterranean. Hundred percent. I'm just trying to find a way that I can tick the box of diverse. <laughs> so, so, in, so next pilot season, I can get more than like six auditions. Can you do different accents? Loads. I'm really good at accents. Do it. Do it. Do it. Throw some accents my way. That's it. Throw me a country. Go. Boom. South Africa. Okay. All right, let's do it. I'll kick you off. Right, you got to understand, bro. If you're from South Africa, you could be could be from Joburg, maybe, or from uh, I don't know, from from another place there. It's, I got to be honest with you, right? It's more clipped than that. It takes me a little while to get into it, but bro, listen seriously. I understand what you're saying, but my point is that the blacks and the whites in South Africa, we still don't see eye to eye. It's still a big problem. You understand? There you go. Japanese. Japanese. I understand very much that you can give me this power, but I will take it from you. Bit racist, that one. I, I was waiting. It's just an accent. It's not racism. I was waiting because every time I ask a guy to do a, a Japanese accent, they're he always like, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they always start like that. Japanese accent. Uh, uh, I understand. Yes, you ca- come, please. You can eat your food now. No, I can't do that one. No, not very well. I can do old, wise Japanese, man. Do one. I just did it. That was old wise? I have to tell you oh, I guess, a serious yeah. story about when I was child. <laughs> my village was treated very badly. They get very angry for no reason halfway through a sentence. That's so true. That's my impression of an old Japanese man. That's so true. They'll start off very calm. I see great promise in you, Andrea. You could be a great <laughs> warrior. And then it's like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? Like the cocaine kicks in. <laughs> there you go. 
Go, next. <laughs> Indian. Indian. Hello, sir. Can I please can I help you? I'm through to I'm through to you're through to Gupta. I would like to help you today. What is the problem you're having with your HP Hewlett Packard printer? Yeah, okay, that's an easy one. Yes, sir, I understand. What about uh, Hey, listen to me, come here. Hey, Bobo, you come here now. What are you doing? What do you think you are doing? Oh, that's why it's called Nigeria now. You go to listen, <laughs> yeah. listen to me. Why you got to be such a dog? Why do you have to be such a dog? Jeff, I have seen you walking in the streets. You do not understand the power of unification. Wow. There you go. Not Ooh. that good. Next, go. Boom. But Nigerian accents are really funny. Uh, Filipino. Nah. What do you mean nah? That's uh, I, don't, I, I just don't know what Filipino people Danish. sound like. Uh, from Denmark? Yeah. Yes. So I, ba- I base my Danish on a guy that I used to be friends with from Denmark. He's, he's called Thomas Hulister. And he, he was in a band that I managed, one of my best friends. I love him very much. And he's very passionate about music and, you know, about uh, the understanding of music and teaching music to people. Yeah, from Denmark. You yeah. kind of sounded like a, like a guy from, you know, Venice, California at the, at the same Venice, time. California, dude. No, seriously. You don't even understand, man. I'm just fucking kicking back, smoking a J, just doing my life. New Zealand. Uh, from New Zealand. Okay. okay. Uh, New Zealand. Actually, I lived in New Zealand for a year. Um, right, so New Zealand is a lot like Australian, Australian yeah. but the difference is like in Australia, they go up at the end of every uh-huh. sentence and they always inflect that way. It's a thing they do and yeah. it's really fucking irritating because they're not actually asking they a question, but they do it all the time. Whereas in New Zealand, it's like a so- it's like a softer, it's like Australian, but it's a little softer and it's more the rounded words. So in, in Australia, it's all bouncy and stuff like that, <laughs> but in New Zealand, it's a more relaxed kind of talk. Plus, if you got if we go to New Zealand, then you might have some Polynesian kids, some Maori kids. They're like, bro, sir, what are you saying to me, sir? I swear to God, sir, you don't even understand. I, I, if you call my mum, I'm gonna be dead, sir, because the mother is the, the she's the she's the she's the disciplinarian in the family, you know? Don't fuck me, sir. Come on, why are you gonna be like that, bro? Brazilian. Hey, from Brazil, where it's like <laughs> Brazilian is like wait. From Portuguese, yeah, from Brazil, from Brazil. You know, I come from Brazil. I was dancing there. I did capoeira with all my friends, and then I came to Venice, to uh, Los Angeles, to find my fame. Not that good. Not that good. Basic bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, um, you're gonna be offended by this because I don't be, care. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, you're the worst. I had <laughs> the most delicious mimosa the other day. It was incredible. And it made my pussy kind of smell good. I don't know. <laughs> is, that no, no. is that true? Is that true? Thanks very much. Can I get a job? Can I get a job, Hollywood? Fuck's sake. I mean, you're very good at your accents. I'm not going to lie. Can I just say, I appreciate you letting me take a whole solid seven minutes to mm. just do accents. If anyone's still listening to this right now, thank you. I appreciate you going through that with me. It didn't, it didn't serve any purpose other uh, than me yeah. getting a chance to showcase... Some abilities. You you now know that you can do a seven-minute set of accents. I can do a 25-minute set of accents. Oh, there you go. I'll go Scottish. I'll go Welsh. I'll go Irish. I'll go fucking Jamaican. I'll go... Where else? Egyptian. G- uh, German. French. Italian. Um, <laughs> can you do Brooklyn? Uh... I can do like an Italian when I go when I go hey when I go to New York I'm like a Italian Jew you know Italian or Jewish you know like hey what, what are you talking about come on hey Tony you're being an asshole man you're being a fucking asshole I'm si- come on what are you talking to me for I'm in New Jersey I'm living there New Jersey New Jersey there you go come on Yankees 
Oh, I miss New York. Yeah? In New Jersey. Yeah, it's just like a different it's just different there. Okay. Well, there you go. You live Oh, you used to live there. What right? did we what did we discover? We discovered that you don't know where your people are from. <laughs> we discovered that I'm clearly need the validation of my friends of different colors and races so I can do impressions of them. Mm-hmm. Um we're both very funny people and pretty handsome. Like I mean, I'm like an LA maybe like a 6. I'm sure you get a lot of women you're out like, here. You're like, a, you're like an eight or a nine. You're doing, you're uh, killing it. You're killing it. And what else? And that we um, we both just want to be remembered for being good at our art rather yeah. than our incredible jawlines. Undeniably funny. Our unbelievable bone structure. We'd rather be known for the jokes we tell. Yeah. I feel like this was a, one of the most beautifully arrogant <laughs> <laughs> podcast episodes we've ever done. Really? Yeah. Am I the first girl? Fuck no, I've had loads of women on this podcast, yeah. Oh. It's a pretty 50-50 split. In fact, there was a period of about three weeks where I only had girls and I was like, wow, I've had like five female guests in a row. I should probably get a guy on. All comics? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was a porn actress. Ooh. One of them was a... Um, no, all comics. Which porn actress? Uh, well, I've had a couple on here. I had Sophie Dion, Don't who's know. very prolific. She's like the... probably the, she, uh, she found... She, we found out a stat the other day. She... um hasn't done hadn't shot until this year she's now about to do two more scenes but she hadn't done a porn scene shot any porn for five years and she was still number six ranked on Pornhub for the most viewed person and search for person that's pretty impressive yeah. that's like not that's like Dave she's the Dave Chappelle of, of fucking <laughs> isn't that funny like she yeah. was so prolific in her day that she just sat out of it for five years yeah. and then came back and everyone was like Still loving you as much as we did before. Still looking you up. Still a hero. Yeah. Uh, and then Sherry Deville, who's like newer on the scene, but still very established. You know, she's got millions of followers and she's incredibly talented. I remember I had a neighbor. And Kenna oh. James. Sorry, Kenna Kenna, James. I, I had Kenna James. She lives out in Vegas. She's brilliant. Yeah. Very sweet girl. I, I had a neighbor who was a who is a porn star, but this was like when I first moved out here. Porn star, porn actress. Porn star, I think. How? What? What defines a star in the world of pornography? I mean, I just know she went to the AVN Awards and was nominated. I went to the AVN Awards, but she was like nominated. Or... I, mean, I could have been I, nominated I if I'd done well. a scene. I'm pretty sure, Andrea, if I'd put the time and the effort into bigging my dick deep inside of a woman or a man, I could have been nominated. <laughs> Wait, what's the difference? Well, I mean, I'd have to. It'd probably be more work to get erect for a man. No, no, I mean, it was the difference between porn actress and porn star. One. I just think porn star is a term of like the past. I think someone oh. like Sophie D is a porn star because Sophie D has six and a half million followers on Instagram, oh. and she makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year oh. through th- through pornography and through her sex sales uh, through through Snapchat. She's a very wealthy woman with a couple of properties and lots of other you know assets who's made all her money through fucking. That's a porn star. I, okay. You know, um, Jenna Jameson was a porn, porn star. star. Yeah. Um, fucking, you know, Lola Le Stick a Dick Up My Ass on MFC, you know, my free cams. That's not a porn star. That's a chick doing camming. At the time, she was really popular. And- Riley Reed is still a porn actress who might, when she's been in the industry longer, become a porn star because she's quite prolific. I don't watch these girls. I, I only watch like Nicole Aniston. You don't watch pornography. I do, but I, I don't. I watch. I guess I just don't remember their names. Do you watch pornography for the man or for the, for woman, the woman or for both? Yeah, yeah, because the woman just. I mean, the woman makes the the video, and I think the men are never 
They're not really seen. With props. Always, like, Men and props simple. They're always like creepy looking and shit. All their props. Like, oh. Some of them are really good. Some of them are good looking. Uh, like a handful that can actually yeah. work and work regularly. But they, they also... um. A, a dick a guy's a prop in porn yeah totally it's all about the girl the camera's like zooming in on the girls not yeah. like the guy yeah with a fisheye slight fisheye lens to make the make the pussy look a little little more ripe and ready and the dick oh. look a little girthier than it I is I can't I can't do close ups on pussies <laughs> I can't when it's like the close up on the pussy I'm like oh fast forward <laughs> you, you fast forward what are you watching it on VHS oh, so, oh my god amazing no, I'm watching it on the computer. See, I'm interested by that because I feel like um, women, A, probably watch less pornography than men. No, I watch it uh, once a day. Okay, maybe like once every few days. There you go. I try not. But women watch it less than men. There are, I mean, like I'm seeing a, someone consistently kind of right now. <laughs> um, what, a porn actress? No, but like uh, when I was single, I watched it more. Like I was more single. When you get some sweet dick, it's all right. You can step back from it. Yeah, but, I, but also I think mentally I try not to depend on it. You know, like I, I don't think porn is amazing for your mental health. Not healthy for your sexual life either. Yeah. In any way, shape so or form. So that's like I, I'm aware of that. And so I don't want to like get addicted to it or whatever. You I know? think porn should be redefined as a medical aid because I think and a psychological aid. Because pornography allows that fucking weird, creepy guy who's been thinking about going out and hurting a woman because he can't get off or he can't blah, 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 live out his fantasies. He can go and watch some shit online, jack off. And as soon as you jack off, as soon as you ejaculate, all the tension and the stress is gone. The amount of little fucking, all these kids who are going and picking up their mum and dad's guns and, you know, yeah. pulling 12 AR rifles off the fucking wall of you know their dad Cletus's basement wall yeah and shooting up kids at school if all those little douchebags just fucking crack one out a bit more often no I agree with that because every time I'm really stressed out or pissed off I literally just masturbate <laughs> and I get go. off and I'm completely fine and then I stick it out so <laughs> what we've learned here is that if you're watching this podcast or listening to it online and you're thinking god Andrea sounds incredibly sexy and then you've looked her up online you're going wow she's a real smoke show and she's an engaging woman i want to i want to i want to get me some of that then all you got to do is start a huge argument with her on dms and then and then go listen you want to get over that argument get in there because that's when she needs the release that's true cool. and it will work <laughs> <laughs> andrea thank you for coming talking to me thank you for having it's a little me. bit longer there was a weird bit got a bit weird at one it was point your accents <laughs> yeah Maybe I should think about that. Because, you know, I've also been thinking about, um, I don't use, for instance, the word, the uh, the word faggot. I don't, I don't use it in any of my day-to-day conversation or anything like that. I don't use it offhand. I don't use it as an insult. I don't do any of those things. However, on the podcast, if it's within the context of a conversation, talking about, mm. I get called it a lot. Like, you know, guys who are super right-wing don't like my liberal mindset will come online and they'll go like, ah, you faggy libtard, like blah, 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 blah. And I'll use that in a podcast. I'll mention that. I'll say, well, you know, they're going to call me a fag or whatever. And I use it in that context. But I've realized that I've got like gay friends who, if they heard me saying it, even in the context of a podcast, might be quite offended by it. Might hate that. Go, how could you even say it? Maybe just say the F word or whatever. And um, I'm reevaluating that. In the same way that I have to reevaluate how... In England, I'm, I have such a big multicultural group of friends. Mm-hmm. You know, my closest, my, my family back in England are Asian, German, Australian, Greek, white, black, Jamaican, African. Like, 
from all over the world, Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, I have such a great melting pot of buddies there who are my closest that I'm so used to the way that we talk about race and we do voices and stuff that we understand if they do a voice, if they go, oh, well, look at me, oh, I'm just a white guy, I'm not going to be offended by that. In the same way that when I go and I go, oh, you are very strong, young buttercup. Like, my Asian friends are not going to go, he's being racist, he's going to go, he's doing a character. He's doing like a characterization yeah. of a stereotype of a thing that, it's not harming me. It's like, but I have to reassess because in America it's such a people use race and light joking within the world of differences in our races to calm people. That I've had to start reassessing what I say and how I do it because I don't, I don't, I don't want to be, um, I don't ever want to be part of the problem of racism no, or bigotry. Yeah. I don't want to encourage that in any way, shape, or form. I, I'd like to stamp it out, and I realize that I don't know. I think it's a difficult time now to be. Um, to be, I want to be as genuine as possible. So when I make jokes, it's because I have friends of so many different cultures. I feel like yeah. they they do that with me, mm-hmm. and that, they do it too. And it's like that's okay. But when I'm speaking to an audience who I don't know all of them personally, you gotta 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 see how people are gonna take your words out of context these days. Very scary time to do comedy. It is, yeah. Unless you're an Asian woman, then you can say whatever the fuck you want. No, not really. I mean, I've never said... A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. My, I, look, I, I spoke to Derek Gaines the other day, a comic who I love. And he's a, he's a beautiful... He's hilarious. Black New York comic. And that motherfucker told me on the other day, I was, we were talking about acting and stuff, and he's been killing it. He's been getting some really great stuff. He's on The Last OG on TBS, you know, the, the um, uh, Tracy Morgan show. Yeah. He's been doing some great things. He was on Will and Grace, like a couple of episodes of that. He's doing very well. And um, we talked about acting, and he, we went... We were talking about pilot season, and he said what I wanted to say, but he said it. I was, he was going, oh, how's how was, how was it all been going, man? I was like, yeah, you know, fucking not that great, dude. Like, you know, five or six things. He goes, well, yeah, but well, you're a white dude, no? He goes, I'll tell you what, I had a million auditions. And he goes, it's because every, every motherfucker wants to put a black guy in their show now, you know? That's true, though. Black guy. And he goes, great time. And he goes, yeah, I can say shit on stage, and people aren't going to jump down my throat because I'm a black guy. I'm, I'm, one, of the, I'm, one, of the, I'm one of the one of the victims. So I can say shit that's outlandish. And because I'm aesthetically perceived as a victim already, I'm allowed to have a little huh, a little kickback in the way that I express myself. He goes, but if you said the same thing on stage, they'd fucking racist. He goes, and that's, that's uh, yeah, good time to be a black man right now in comedy. <laughs> good time to be an Asian woman. And I like that. I like that. But you have a little leeway because you have the accent. You'd think. People who know me say it, yeah. But not not to an audience. As soon wow. as I walk on stage as an audience, I'm a I'm a gregarious, overconfident, six foot four white dude, who also dresses and presents himself aesthetically in a way that is not intimidating per se, but a little bit. Oh, okay, this guy's a thing. Whereas if I cut the hair shorter and wore like a nice little suit and went got on stage and went went hello everyone, I'm British and uh, let me do some jokes, they'd be like, oh, he's sweet. You know but I mean? yeah, but Jimmy like, Carr, that's, that's not Jimmy you, Carr. Though. Absolutely not. No, I will fuck your life up. In the bedroom. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. Yeah. Okay. That was good. I enjoyed talking to you. You too. Um, What's coming up? What's going on with you? How can people see you? How can they find out where you're performing? Oh, well, on my Instagram, uh, it's at Andrea Carlisle 1, A-N-D-R-E-A-C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E with the number one. And that's pretty much everything. Okay, across uh, the board. Yeah, yeah across And you put the details out your shows up pretty regularly. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time someone asks me, when are you performing next? I just say, look at my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, because there's just, 
I mean, there's a lot. It's yeah. like, I don't know which one you can go to, and yeah. I'm lazy. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, thanks very much for coming on. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and um, more power to you. I look forward to hearing you make lots of jokes about white men. Okay.